West Coast, and a great day to you wherever and whenever you may be listening. My name is Jason Dyes, broadcasting and podcasting live from the studio of EloquentOnline.net in beautiful New Braunfels, Texas, Republic thereof. This is the Power of Performance podcast, the show that asks the question, if your brand were a band, would you? Leave the audience wanting more right down the road in San Antonio, Texas, Republic thereof. You may have heard the city council has passed a resolution saying that if you refer to COVID-19 as the Chinese flu, you are guilty of hate speech. So let me simply say to our friends in the San Antonio city council, Chinese flu, Chinese flu, Chinese flu, Kung flu flew by you. I had the Chinese flu and an hour later I wanted it again. Yes, it is a world gone mad, but more importantly, back to the real news, uh, I've been thinking about how the COVID-19 Chinese flu experience is impacting a group of people that we feature on the show this time of year and have done so for the past 10 years, and that is the folks graduating from high school and going into what is euphemistically referred to as the real world. When you cross that stage, which a lot of young people aren't going to be able to do, at least not right away, and get that high school diploma, there's always been an American culture a belief that that is the, the bridge from your childhood to your adulthood. And of course, COVID-19 is hitting our youngest generation, Generation Z, the hardest. In fact, you'll hear our guest today um, was, was laid off from one job and, and picked up another job that didn't really exist, but was created by the COVID-19 experience. With many people, gosh, millions of Americans filing for unemployment, it's pretty clear that it hit that younger generation first. And so as a historian, uh, my, I'm always thinking about how, are, how is that going to impact us 10 years from now? How will we look back 10 years from now and say, what are the decisions banking brands should be making right now for a entire generation that has just, in many cases, suffered some financial setbacks? And if not monetary setbacks, they've witnessed their family deal with financial setbacks. Last year, the young lady that we interviewed went on to cosmetology school, and all of that has been shut down here in Texas, Republic thereof, for six weeks. In fact, as we're recording this on Friday, the 8th of April, it is the first day when you can legally go get your haircut, which I'm actually looking forward to because I try to do it yourself haircut at home and ended up looking like my hair had been cut by an epileptic orangutan that was tweaking on crystal meth. So I'm looking forward to that. And so I wanted to think about the show this year with our graduating high school senior is not just how the COVID-19 experience is impacting this generation universally. I mean, this is not something that's impacting high school seniors in Texas. It's everywhere. Clarksville, Tennessee, Seattle, Washington, and of course, even college graduates and banking brands are going to have to think about that and how they're going to address this as they market a message. I, I think the message Post-COVID-19 has to be, we were there for you, traditional banking marketplace kind of stuff. Reliability, consistency, we didn't go out of business. The the good old-fashioned ABC bank brand suddenly looks so much more stable than the Bitcoin-funded fintech startup. And I believe that's where banking brands should go. Stability especially as it pertains to marketing to the young people who have had their financial lives and their college plans really disrupted at the most formative part 
of their life. So we're going to be visiting with Miss Sarah West. She is a senior at the Memorial Early College High School here in New Braunfels, Texas, Republic thereof. Unique high school where you knock out about 60 to 70 hours of college courses before, college hours before you get your high school diploma. My very own son graduated from Memorial Early College High School, which is shortened to MEX around here. And uh, we went and he got his associate's degree from St. Philip's College two weeks before high school graduation. And so we're going to do this interview in the context of COVID-19 and how it's impacted the attitude towards money and stability and long-term planning, all the things that are always big topics when talking about marketing to young people, especially in the context of banking and finances and fiduciary matters. And so we're going to talk to Miss West and we're going to do it all right after this. Have an Amazon Echo? Just say, Alexa, play the Power of Performance podcast on TuneIn. That is right. It is the Power of Performance podcast, the show that asks the question, if your brand were a band, would you leave the audience wanting more? My guess is our next guest has never used a payphone, and I don't think it's her birthday, but other big special moments in life, prom, graduation, senior skip day, senior trip, have all been upended or canceled thanks to our good friends in communist China. And so as part of our special series on the class of 2020, we're visiting with high school seniors around the country, and our next guest is someone I've known a long time. Her name is Miss Sarah West. Hey, Sarah. How are you? Hello. How are you? Hey, welcome to the show. Yeah. And I'm getting some weird looks from the studio audience. Have you ever used a payphone? Do you know what those are? I do know what they are. I don't think I've ever seen one. You've never seen one. Okay, that's very good. All right. You heard us talking about this. You're a senior. You're, this is a huge moment for people. It is that uh, – it's not a metaphorical or, or an analogy. It's sort of the real bridge. You walk across that graduation stage, and you go from, in some ways, childhood to adulthood, and that's kind of been messed up for you guys. First of all, I wanted to ask you, what were your plans after graduation, and has the COVID-19 experience changed them? So prior to all of this, my plans after high school were to go to college at UIW. All right, the Cardinals. University of the Incarnate Word, mm-hmm. yes. And then after that, medical school. But immediately after college, COVID-19 kind of, I'm not sure if they've sent out emails saying, that they're not sure if they're going to be reopening, that classes might be online next year, and wow. that dorms won't be opening. Well, so it's put a lot of uncertainty into your future. Yes, yeah. for sure. Now, I was going to say a medical career, it sounds like one of the things that maybe this coronavirus thing has confirmed that, hey, it's still a great field. It's a recession-proof industry, but even hospitals have been laying off people because they got rid of all the 
you know, um, voluntary surgeries and stuff during all of this. And do you know when you'll find out if the University of Incarnate Word is going to allow you to move down on campus and stuff like that? They said they would let us know in June 1st. The good news is the University of Incarnate Word is a beautiful school located in the heart of San Antonio. And, man, talk <laughs> about having access to everything down there at 78209, the Alamo Heights area of San Antonio. You can basically be anywhere you want to be in the coolest parts of San Antonio very, very quickly. Of course, most of the people listening to our show are, are banking professionals. I wanted to ask you, before all of this happened, but when you were sitting around at, at high school with your friends, did you ever talk about money and banking and the future of finances? Was that something that ever came up? And did you ever have a class on financial literacy? So sadly, I don't think banking was a topic that really came up too much um, between me and my friends. Uh, we did have an economics class oh, okay. my senior year. All right, very good. Now, have you yes. have you been working at all as a senior? Yes, I worked at Gennaro's as a host, and now that I'm at home and they're closed, I work for HEB as a for their senior support line placing orders. Oh wow, I didn't even know that was a thing. That's really cool for people that don't live in Texas. HEB is our big grocery chain. It's like Publix or Safeway and other parts of the country. And I know exactly where Gennaro's is because I've made that right turn onto Common Street about forty thousand times since I lived in New Braunfels, <laughs> Texas. Yes, as, as, as have you. In fact, one time I was supposed to be going on the loop to Uptown to West Point Village and just absentmindedly make made a ride on Common Street because it's just muscle muscle memory. That's another great point, by the way, it is your generation working in those, especially service industries, restaurants and hotels that have really been hit hard by all of this. You can't host a Italian restaurant from your kitchen table. And so I think that probably has that added to some of the anxiety around things like money and savings and stuff that you might have been planning for going forward. It has. It was right before all of this happened. I was supposed to train to be a waitress there mm. and because I was turning 18 like the weekends after spring break. Well, now they're closed. Since you're making, you were earning your own money, just out of curiosity, do you have your own account? I do, yes. And if don't mind us asking, what banking brand is it with? Uh, it's with RBFCU. Okay, yes, like you and everybody else in this part of the world. That was my first account, by the way, um, Randolph Brooks Federal Credit Union. I was, um, I was mowing lawns, Sarah. Uh, I was going to say I was cutting grass, but that can have two meanings in our contemporary world. I was mowing lawns when I was 14 years, 15 years old, and uh, one of the um, people that I was cutting lawns for was a captain in the Army, and he had to go on leave for a month, and he paid me four weeks in advance, which was $40, which is a lot of money for a 15-year-old, but he gave me a check, and I'm like, what am I supposed to do with this? And so I asked my dad, who had always been with Randolph Brooks. My dad worked at Randolph for 32 years, and so I opened my first account. I still know my account number, 105574-4 from those days. It's a different account number now. So you have your own your own money. Do you pay mostly with a debit card or do you have payments set up to where you just scan with your phone or your watch? I pay mostly with a debit card. Yeah. Okay. That makes perfect sense. And is there anything, I'm just curious, if, if someone said to you, 
hey, Sarah, you should check out Frostbank or Bank of America. Or my, my phone thinks I just said, hey, Siri. My phone just came on. I did not say Siri. <laughs> I said Sarah. If somebody came to you and said, hey, you know, Randolph Brooks Federal Credit Union is great. However, you should check out Frostbank, Bank of America, Wells Fargo, uh, Incarnate Word Credit Union. Would you be interested? And what would be the first thing you did? If you even had an interest in another banking brand, would you go online? Would you check out their YouTube channel? How would you find out about a new alternative? Um, well, I'd definitely be interested in looking into a different um, banking. Uh, I'd probably start by looking them up online and online, okay. doing some research. Yeah. Um, all right. <laughs> want to talk to you about misconceptions. What are some of the biggest misconceptions older Americans have about your generation from your, from your perspective? I feel that some older people, including people such as my grandparents, kind <laughs> of put us all into one big category of everything Did revolving you... around the internet or yes, around uh, your phones or this kind yes, of thing, right? Yeah. Phones and, <laughs> like in my experience, they are a little bit closed minded to like some of, well, yes, we are more technology based, more mm -hmm. revolving around the new technologies in our phones and thinking of new ways to do things. Finally, I wanted to ask you, in terms of social media habits, speaking of your phones, it, when, you were, when you were with your phone during the day, how many people would you say that you're in constant contact with? Because I think older Americans assume that you're having 40 conversations every second of the day on FaceTime, on WhatsApp, on chat, and stuff <laughs> like that. And I think that's probably a misconception. About how many people do you keep up with during the day? I might not be the best teenager to ask <laughs> about this. <laughs> I don't have any social media anymore. So I'm probably in contact with one or two through text. Is it just because you got tired of it or it just simply began to take up too much of your time? So I found that social media was just more of a... Not necessarily, I'd say, a bad influence, but it was, it took up too much of my time, and it wasn't doing anything to help me. I didn't see the right. benefit in being on it for so many hours a day. And then finally, just a couple of quick hit questions. Uh, when you do pick up your phone to use it occasionally, is it Apple or Android? It is an Apple phone, yes. It is an Apple phone. That's great. And then in terms of musical preferences, I love this question because the young people almost always name a singer or group that I've never heard of. Do you have a favorite musical artist that you're into right now? Um, I don't really have a favorite. I listen to a lot of, I guess, early 2000s pop and stuff. So Christina Aguilera. Oh, yeah. Last question. I do think in some ways this unexpected disruption of all the anticipated things that you were going to do in the senior spring, which you only get one of in high school, 
are there any net positives coming out of it, Sarah? Are there, I mean, the ability to say, hey, things don't always work out the way you want, being flexible, understanding how to handle something that impacts not just you personally, but it's, this has been a global experience. They call it a pandemic for a reason. Are you looking at any of the bright side, silver lining of this that you can think of? Yes, of course. It's a good lesson for everyone to learn, not just the seniors. And I feel like everyone kind of was saying how everyone feels bad for the seniors, and a lot of attention has been focused around the 2020 seniors. I feel like it's been great for us to be able to learn how to not only cope with what's been going on and not focus all of the attention on the seniors, but be able to look at it like around the world and as a whole. Her name is Sarah West. She is graduating either online or at the drive-in movie theater. I don't know how they're going to do it, but they will do it. They'll do it <laughs> somehow. She will be graduating this spring or summer from the Memorial Early College High School here in New Braunfels, Texas, Republic thereof. Uh, Sarah, on a personal note, it has been an absolute pleasure. I have known you very, very, when you were little Dora the Explorer to the person that you are <laughs> now well over, well over 10 years. And it's been a real pleasure watching you evolve into the bright, ambitious young lady that you are today. And thank you so very kindly for joining us on the program. Thank you so much. Yeah, I'm Sarah West, everybody. Great. Yeah. Well, like everything else due to COVID-19 or the Chinese flu, everything is different this year. The graduation season has been different. Your social media feeds haven't been inundated with the senior pictures that we all enjoyed looking at. And I found the interview with Sarah to be just so many different variables about that generation. On one hand, she's a bit of an outlier in that she has abandoned a lot of her social media, but at the same time, collectively sees this experience impacting her entire generation a global generational experience in that the high school graduation is fairly similar in most developed countries all around the world. And from a banking perspective, next week we're scheduled to have on the show Ashley Gravano from Cadence Mortgage. You know, that is a big moment in life that in, in, in years past, you know, you're not you used to be not that far away. You graduated from high school, you went to college, you got a job, you got married, you bought a home. Now, I know that generational continuum has changed a lot, but how is the attitude of not being able to feel confident that the job you got is going to enable you to make 15 years or 30 years of mortgage payments? How is this going to change the collective attitude of an entire generation? Because when something like COVID-19 happens in the age of memory, it stays with that generation. You are who you were. So this having happened to this class of 2020 and Generation Z at this particular moment is going to be something that they are not going to forget. I'll never forget working at the bank in the late 90s in private banking, which simply is a nice way of saying wealthy banking customers that people would come in with seven, $800,000 on deposit to point out that on their statement, and this was before internet banking and e-statements and all the fancy G-Wiz stuff we have now, 
somebody with a lot of money would walk in and point out that their statement was two or three dollars out of balance or would come in and complain about a two dollar service charge that they didn't think they should be paying somebody with all that money because they are from that they were at the time from that great depression mentality when two or three dollars was a lot of money and since it was then it was in the late 90s because once again you are who you were history is you can change with it or you can get changed by it history and chinese flu and covid 19 are changing the historical and generational trajectory of everybody but for this particular demographic the graduating class of 2020 in the next couple of years it's going to have a really significant impact on their financial psyche if you will and that's going to be something for all of us to figure out that are in the banking marketplace and so we'll keep talking about it my name is jason dyes you've been listening to the power performance podcast the show that asks the question if your brand were a band would you leave the audience wanting more until next we speak we'll talk to you all next week